Science starts with the words, I don't know. When we admit that, we can start to unravel the mysteries of the universe. Are we alone? Will we settle other worlds? How will we survive climate change? What will humanity look like in a thousand years? Join the greatest science minds and me, Dustin Driver, as we go through the unknown. The doctors in Star Trek have an assortment of devices that can heal your ailments in seconds with beams of light or energy. In Star Trek The Next Generation, they use this little flashlight thing that heals minor cuts and abrasions with a beam of light. They have other devices that can accelerate healing in a similar way. Well, I can heal it, of course. But you've got to stop playing Parisi squares as if you're 21 years old. One of these days you're going to fall and break your neck and I'm not going to be able to heal that as easily. Still bleeding. It's minor. Don't worry about it. It seems like crazy future technology, something that none of us will live long enough to see. But what if I told you that doctors were using a device like that right now? Transcranial magnetic stimulation, or TMS, uses high-powered magnets to beam energy directly into your brain. Proponents say the magnetic fields and the electric currents they induce can treat depression. Here's a quick overview. TMS uses magnetic fields to induce electrical currents in your brain. Those currents supposedly excite neurons, forcing them to establish new connections or change for the better in some way. At least that's what researchers think. They're not really sure how it all could work. It's just a theory and one that's based on electroconvulsive therapy, or ECT. Back in the day, it was commonly called electroshock therapy, and it got a bad name after the way it was portrayed in the movies. One flew over the cuckoo's nest, to be precise. But electroconvulsive therapy, or ECT, is actually super effective for treating patients with severe depression. In fact, it's the best single treatment we have for major depression. According to a study published in the journal Clinical Psychology, 75% of 217 severely depressed patients went into remission after ECT. Anecdotally, a therapist friend of mine saw a nearly catatonic patient almost completely recover after a round of ECT. It works really, really well. They think TMS works kinda like ECT, but on a smaller scale. It was developed in the 80s by a physicist named Anthony T. Barker at the University of Sheffield in England. He was searching for an alternative to using electrodes to stimulate the brain. Before TMS, you could only stimulate neurons in the brain using powerful and painful electrodes. These electrodes were used to research brain functions, think of it like poking around in the brain with electricity. Dr. Baker wanted to do that kind of poking around without using painful electrodes. He knew that magnetic fields induce currents in wires, and that electric currents running through wires produce magnetic fields. In fact, this is how every standard electric motor works. An electric current runs through coils of wires, creating strong magnetic fields that make the motor turn. 
This is Faraday's principle of electromagnetic induction. Dr. Barker theorized that a powerful magnetic field could induce a current in the brain, similar to an electrode. He built his device, which is kind of like a power supply attached to a loop of wire. The power supply sends pulses of electrical current through the wire loop, which is held next to your head. The loop creates a magnetic field that induces a current in a specific part of your brain. This has a similar effect as an electrode, but without the zap. TMS is supposed to produce similar effects to ECT, but without those troublesome convulsions. Here's how it works. Patients visit the TMS clinic every day for about six weeks. They receive 30 minutes of TMS in each sitting at various frequencies. I'll get more into that later. After six weeks, the TMS treatment is considered finished. So does it work? Do magnetic fields work just as well as straight-up electrical current applied via electrodes? The short answer is probably not. The long answer is get ready for some statistics. Psychiatrist Jennifer Cortier from the Department of Psychiatry at the University of Western Ontario in London did a meta-analysis of six TMS studies in the 2000s. Her analysis was published in the journal Psychiatry Neuroscience. She found that two of the studies reported significant improvement in mood versus a sham group. But when she combined the data with the other four studies, she found that there was no difference from the sham treatment in major depression. Jose Luis Rodriguez Martin from the Instituto de Salud Carlos III in Spain did a similar review of 16 TMS trials that was published in the Cochrane Database of Systematic Reviews. He concluded that there is no strong evidence or benefit from using transcranial magnetic stimulation to treat depression. Links to both of those articles are in the show notes on my website. All those studies are pretty old though, so maybe they just didn't have the right technique nailed down? Doctors Stephanie Fox Rawlings and Diana Zuckerman from the nonprofit National Center for Health Research tell a similar story. They did an extensive meta-study and a ton of research into FDA approval processes for TMS machines. They found a huge variation in the treatment methods used. Remember how you can vary the frequencies and intensity on a TMS machine? Well, there's no standard treatment regimen for TMS. Every clinic has its own program. The machine manufacturers have recommended regimens, and there's a lot of published data from many clinics, but there are still no standards. As we learned in the last podcast, the human brain is insanely complex. In fact, the human brain is probably incapable of comprehending its own complexity. It contains billions of neurons that communicate using hundreds of neurotransmitters. And everyone's brain is unique. It seems strange to think that there'd be a single TMS regimen that works for everyone, or even a handful of people. If TMS works at all, every person would need their own customized treatment plan. It's possible, but it means every treatment program is an experiment with just one subject. And if you're familiar with the scientific method, you know that's a nightmare. Scientifically, anyway. Still, in scientific paper after paper, I see researchers starting with the premise, TMS is an effective treatment for depression and post-traumatic stress disorder. I'm not sure why, given the lack of hard evidence. 
I mean, once you get past the search results from TMS clinics and TMS machine manufacturers, you're dumped into a sea of inconclusive studies. Another article from the National Institutes of Health reviewed more than a dozen TMS studies for depression and found very little evidence that it works. Again, link in the show notes. I'll make a note here that Harvard has one of the top Google search results for TMS. Their article states that TMS is 50-60% to 60% effective, but it offers no evidence to back up the claim. So why is TMS a thing? Why would Kaiser Health, one of the largest healthcare providers on the West Coast, offer TMS treatment plans if they didn't work? After several different antidepressants, I was offered TMS treatments at Kaiser. Everyone I spoke to seemed to believe it worked, even though they admitted that only half of their patients saw some benefits. I think it all comes down to money. There's a lot of money to be made through the sale of TMS machines and treatments. Many TMS machine manufacturers devote pages of marketing materials to the business of TMS. They outline the cost and number of treatments a clinic would need to perform to pay for their machines and to start turning a profit. TMS seems more like a way to make money than a way to make people happy. Of course, TMS clinic owners are probably pretty happy. Treatments usually cost between $400 and $500 a pop, and private medical insurance may pay even more per treatment. Patients typically do up to 10 sessions for a total of about $15,000. And remember, most clinics recommend repeat treatments, sometimes up to 10 treatments twice a year. A single TMS patient could generate about $30,000 per year for a clinic. That's not too shabby. So is TMS just another snake oil, a way to treat empty pocketbooks rather than actual health problems? I don't know. There appears to be little evidence that it works or does anything at all. Yet anecdotally, most psychologists and psychiatrists I speak to seem to think it works. Could they all have been duped by the TMS industry? Well, it's possible. Doctors have prescribed much more harmful treatments to make a buck. If waving a magnet over someone's head has a chance to make them feel better, then why not try it? What's the harm? I can't answer that. It's ultimately up to you to decide if sham treatments that sometimes work are morally acceptable. Part of me thinks, sure, why not? If it helps, go ahead and do it. But the other part thinks that believing in miraculous medical treatments is dangerous. If you believe an electromagnet can cure your depression, what else will you believe? Holistic medicine? Gwyneth Paltrow's health advice? Your friendly local cult leader? How much credit card debt will you accrue for your TMS treatments? Would you skip other proven treatments to do TMS? Well, that's it for this one. Next time, I want to take a deep dive into a wonderful discovery about octopuses. Apparently, cephalopods can alter their own DNA. I'm beginning to believe the people who say that cephalopods are from another planet. You can subscribe to the show on Apple, Google, or Podbean. If you like this or other episodes, give me a rating on whatever podcast platform you prefer. It really helps. You can read my science fiction and watch the videos I've made at my website, dustindriver.com. Thanks for listening, and join me next time as we continue through 
The Unknown。